The Lewin Matt Podcast. Oh, I got this. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Another day and another rule change, Matt. There's a shocker. Yes. <laughs> Welcome along to the uh, oh. Matt podcast where uh, we have spent much of the last couple of days talking about either impending or actual rule changes, yeah. mm. which is our life now. It's basically getting this this um, online rule book you've got to navigate through every single yeah. week with another set of changes. 200 plus, they reckon. Mm. We're like border bubble traffic police. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Aren't we? Oh, man, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? But, uh, I mean, there is some other stuff going on, but, I mean, it's not like the old days, Lou, where, you know, we used to come back on a Monday and, you know, we'd go, oh, well, this was on, so, you know, Went whatever to that. saw this. You, know, you had, uh, last couple of weeks, you've had... You've had some getaways that you had planned, Lou, that unfortunately were scuppered. Been canned. Another one, one of them was rescheduled, and I fear that's going to be canned again too in the coming weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, look, and that's just small fry compared to what some people have um, had to cancel and things that are happening. But it's just, it is affecting everyone. It really is. All right. So um, we we all know about the rule changes and they're developing, as we know, every single day. So we'll leave that for now because... We'll concentrate because on we're sick of it. <laughs> yeah, on the podcast, which doesn't contain any more about rule changes. No. Um, what we've got for you are stuff like uh, pondering over uh, house prices at the moment. Properties on the border have just mm. gone nuts. Yep. Yep. If you might be sitting on a gold mine and not even know it. Um, well, actually, just want to add to that, Lou, actually. I'm just going to go into our... Um, mailbox here um, yeah. on our Triple M Facebook page. And Greg, so we were talking about um, uh, house prices uh, basically in Albury because uh, they had some published figures from um, from auctions over the weekend and one of them sold near me, just to, about 100 metres away from me for $1.3 million in South Albury. Mm. But uh, Greg from Corowa and I sent a message through and he, he says, uh, house prices in Corowa have gone crazy as well. 1.25 million for a house 12 months ago, 500K for a renovated three bedroom, two ba- uh, bathroom weatherboard, um, 410 for a small townhouse on a 500 square meter block. It's crazy. Wow. Greg says. That is crazy. It's just happening everywhere. As you said, it's a, um, partly, at least, I mean, there's a general bubble with real estate, but it's people wanting to leave the city. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely it is. You know, um, a friend was telling me um, that uh, is involved in real estate that that properties are going on the market and people are buying them sight unseen. So people from Melbourne and Sydney and whatever are seeing them online and going, yep, and putting in a, a bid for them and buying them without ever actually physically going to the property. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy to me. Anyway, more on that. And we kind of took an opposite angle as well. We wanted to find out who paid the least um, back in the day for, for a place here on the border. So there's that and heaps more on the podcast today. Let's kick it off with this. I mean, hopefully it's going to be another beautiful day in Tokyo, of course, though, as we get ever closer to the most successful games in Australia's history. We're on 14 gold at the moment. Uh, 17 was the Oof. greatest that we've gotten, which was uh, Greece 2004. Um, just having a look at the sport list here, Lou, um, we're talking about a favourite sport to watch in the games, and I might even change mine. I still think discus, but also wrestling. That's fun. Really? Yes. Just two big old up blokes just going at it, so to speak. Mm, interesting. <laughs> in healthy Olympic form. That's right. 
Uh, there's so many to choose from. Um, we'd love to know which one's your favourite one to watch Watch on 13353. Josie from Thaguna, what's your favourite? I'm absolutely loving the swimming at the moment. Oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's amazing. And all these gold medals. Look, you know, I was talking about the gold medals. It's just that they're all in there having a go and yeah. it looks like they're having a great time. It, yeah, it does. Is it wrong for me to say that I find it a bit boring? <gasps> no, don't don't tell other swimmers, <laughs> though. But <laughs> How can you find it boring? Well, because most of the action's under splashing water. You know, whereas in the 100-metre sprint, say, my favourite, you, you know, you see it all, whereas with the swimming, they've got the underwater cameras, but it's, yeah. I don't know. It's I know what you mean. Kind of. Running's also pretty good too, though. I love track and field. The running's the best. Yeah. Yeah. What about archery? Oh, look, I haven't really gotten into it. It's not bad, don't get me wrong. It can just, it just seems like it goes on. <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> What about the horse ones? What about Andrew Hoy's event? Yeah, no, not a horse fan either. Really? See, I like watching the equestrian events, I must admit. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 the weightlifting is it for me. The weightlifting gets me every time. Because the, the exertion on their face is amazing. Yeah, and you think the Yes. Yeah, and it's amazing to see because you don't know how much they can lift. And when they can lift that, you think, oh, my goodness. Like, Good call. That's just amazing. Yeah, Good call. cool. We put the question up on our Facebook page, Triple M, The Border, and just see, having a look at some here. And William actually agrees with me, Lou. He says uh, discus as well because I got to state several times as well as my son. But oh, all love athletics. It. He loves it. Um, now, there's uh, Vanessa said she loved the skateboarding. Did you watch any of the skateboarding? No, because they're, they're the kind of sports that shouldn't be in oh, the Oh, please. The newer um, kind of ones. And uh, diving and judo. There's yeah, another cool. one. Oh, and I, I guess if judo. you're into judo, you really would want to watch it too. A lot of equestrians. Catherine, yes. uh, Marilyn. Yes. Yeah, and all love equestrian. Of course, Andrew Hoy is going for gold today. So the great man, um, born and raised in Culcan. Yeah, pretty amazing. So loads of fantastic sports. Oh, did you see Steve likes the basketball? Now, that's another one I haven't watched much of. No, well, in fact, we should try and get hold of uh, someone like Brad Chalmers, coach of the um, Southern Vale Homes Bandits, to talk about the Boomers because um, they've got a crunch game coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, John, I put up a picture of all different activities, and John's put, is that the Kama Sutra? One of them does look a little bit dodgy, Lou, but I'm just looking at the picture. <laughs> Actually, two of them. <laughs> it's, no, that's the wrestling or whatever. Oh, right. uh, and Di said the swimming as well. That's always very popular. Of course, just like Josie from Thaguna, who we just had a chat to. It's 22 to 8, and here's a question, Lou. Mm-hmm. Could a working-class man afford some of the crazy prices that houses are selling for on the border I would say no. It's unbelievable what's happening here. So uh, over the weekend, there was an auction in South Albury. Now, we actually drove past this auction, myself and uh, and Riley, my partner. We were, we were just uh, heading out, and there were hundreds of people on the corner of um, uh, David Street and Hovel Street. And, and we're like, what the hell is going on there? And it's like, oh, it's an auction. Ooh. Drove past, didn't think about it for the rest mm-hmm. of the weekend. Came back on Monday and found out that that place... Sold for north of, and have I got my little thing here? Yes. One million dollars. Thank you, Dr. Evil. $1.3 million. A fair bit north. For a, a large house, I mean, it's fair to say. But the sellers, right, purchased the block for 50 grand in 1997 before building the house. And now 
the actual um, block alone is worth between seven and eight hundred thousand. The auctioneer said it's a big block. Yeah, and it's sold for one point three million dollars. That is just unbelievable. So, is this like some like six bedroom massive house? What is it? Three bedroom, but it's big. Yeah, it is, it is a fair yeah, but size. only three bedrooms. I think so. That's what it's. Yeah, that's what it's. Uh, um, per, there's another one in Percy Street on the weekend sold for more than seven hundred thousand dollars. Um, that last sold in January for $590,000. All these um, figures are from the uh, Border Mail. Um, that's a monthly increase of at least $18,300 just for this year. <laughs> 18000 a month. Good if you can get it, isn't it? And then another one on Alexandra Street sold for 642000 after selling two years ago. Get this, $375,000. Double in two years. It's that's a, incredible. A, a, Almost double. 71% increase. That's incredible. It is incredible. And it leads us to this. Curiosity. Yes, it's time to get curious, Lou, and a little bit nosy. <laughs> because let's put this into a little bit of perspective, shall we? So yep. they're just, I mean, that is crazy money. $1.3 million, 700000 590000 640000 I mean, they're just huge amounts. Let's see how low we can go. Okay. As in, let's see... If we can find someone who bought a place for the least amount of money, you know, like the, yeah, the so least the, amount you've you bought a place on the border. Yeah, and not in the last few weeks. We're talking nah. about you might have bought it twenty years ago, yes. whatever, whenever you bought it. Yes, but but you you live on the border yeah. and yeah. you bought your place. Yep. What's what did you pay for it? What low price yeah. did you pay for it? We'd love to know. Can we? Do you reckon on one triple three five three? Can we get someone who paid less than oh, I don't know? Eighty thousand? Like how far? Would you, how far back would you have to go for eighty thousand? Oh, you'd have to think probably about twenty years. One triple three, which is not not a huge amount of time when you think about it. If these... not for a family home, not if you, like a lot of people buy it, and there will be a lot of people that bought their place twenty years ago that are still in it. Yeah, I mean that's not definitely a, that's not a lifetime. It's a couple of decades, sure, but that's not one triple three five three. Let's find the person who paid the least for their place on the border. <laughs> yeah, one, why not? One triple three five three. Can you beat lower than eighty grand, David from North Albury? How much did you pay for your place? Uh, Fifty two thousand. Oh. In nineteen eighty five, it was fifty two thousand dollars. And what would it be worth now? Do you think? I was in Plover Street in North Albury, so uh, I don't know what it's worth. But probably worth probably three now. Yeah, there you go. Maybe now, even more. Yeah, yeah. You might be surprised with the amount of money that they're going for nowadays. So, David, at the time, at fifty-two thousand in nineteen eighty-five, was that uh, was that huge. about the pro- was that a huge price? Was that an expensive home? No, it wasn't an expensive home, but it was a big big for our loans. Yeah, you know, like to take a loan out to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, on the wage we're on. Yep. It yeah. was pretty. It was pretty big. It was a big deal. Yeah. So back then, you see, I mean, your wage obviously would be uh, wages have gone up, but they haven't gone up as much as the amount that houses have gone up. So people are getting yeah. into more and more debt. What do you think when you hear of people getting into, you know, close to million dollar debt to buy a house these days, Dave? Oh, well, we just rates are cheap. So if your wages are, you know, as long as you can afford it, it's, you know, it's all, all of the way, the way the interest rates are at the moment. That's a good point, isn't it, Lou? Interest rates. Because in the 90s, they were up at, uh, early 90s, they were about 18% at one point. Oh, yeah. probably higher, higher Matt. Yeah. Uh, I know some people paying higher than that. So in the, when, when that. Well, they were around, the, around the same as credit cards at one stage. 
which is pretty damn yep. high. Um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty unbelievable. And and recently, obviously, in the last few months, say even twelve months, it seems like they're just really going crazy. Well, it is because my daughter bought a block of ginger uh, probably eight months ago, settled, and they paid three hundred and sort of fifty thousand for us. Now it's worth over half a million. Wow! Get out! <laughs> wow. That's they're going to build a house on it, right? But yep. you know, this is what's going on. It's just the, the values have increased that dramatically in a short time. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Well, David, unbelievable. thank you for sharing that with us. Good morning to you all. I'll yep. see you later. Bye. All right, Lou. Can we beat fifty something thousand? Let's see, Richard from Mitter Mitter. Hello. How you going, Lou? Matt, how's it going? Yeah, good. Now, now you bought a house uh, when you were how old, Richard? I was 23. All right. I just happened to spot this house. I bought a block on Brella Road when I was 20. I was working at the uh, commercial hotel yeah. in what Auburn. What year was this? Well, if I'm 57 now, you got to go back, I suppose, gotcha. 37 years right. ago. And how much? Well, I paid 45 for a little blue two-bedroom weatherboard. 45. 45. On, Mac- on McDonald's Road. So what do you reckon it would be worth on the now? corner. Is it still there? Oh, it's still there. Why I bought it was because I had a fair bit of land with it. I built a unit beside it because, as, as you know, I was a bricklayer back then. Yeah. And and uh, so I picked up my money there. But I, d- I did renovate the little blue house up. And, look, that house now, I have no doubt, it's probably worth three fifty out there now, it even though be. it was it a very be. old home. That's incredible. All right. You thanks, know? Richard. Have a great day, mate. That's amazing. So if you're a basketball fan, you'd be loving the games at the moment because uh, over there in Tokyo, the Opals uh, are through incredibly last night and tonight uh, it's quarterfinals time in the men's basketball and the Boomers are facing Argentina. And uh, we need to uh, get the word really on how well they're going to go, Lou, and if we've got a chance here of getting a medal. Let's talk to the coach of the Southern Vale Homes Band. It's the one and only Brad Chalmers. Brad, good morning. Morning, how are you? Yeah, good. Good. So, Brad, what do you reckon? How how are the boomers uh, looking? Yeah, look, I think they're really well placed. I think they've had a you know, wonderful tournament today. Um, some close games, uh, which is good. You know, I think they're battle tested and hardened. So, and they played Argentina in the um, in the warm ups as yes. well. Although they won it on the buzzer with a with a patty three, but um, I, no, I think they're in really good shape. I think obviously losing Aaron Baines will hurt a little bit. I think. Um, just his size and presence is um, probably noticeable in that last game too against Germany, but um, just with the rebound count. But no, I think we're in really good shape, and but they have to play well. I think, you know, from here on in, it's do or die, and um, yeah, they have to play well from now on. Yeah, now obviously the US looms uh, on both competitions as, as being the, the, the favourite, and um, uh, the Opals have to play the US, I think, now having gotten through. So that's going to be very, very tough, I would have thought. Yeah, for sure. I think the Opals have, have sort of been up against it. it. Hasn't been their best event, but but um, yeah, really, really well done last night to get through. I think that's a, a, a big outcome. And yeah, look, they can take it to the US for sure. So I think that's just um, you know something they'll have to work through. And I think with the with the Aussies, I think um, for the men, sorry, it'll be more around let's get through Argentina and then look. Spain's got a really big chance of knocking off the US too. I think so. Oh, mm. Yeah, I think. Um, Look, it's so wide open. Olympic basketball and international basketball is the best form of basketball. I love it. So um, I think, um, 
the NBA is the NBA, but there's nothing. It's a bit more pure the uh, the FIBA basketball. Well, speaking of the NBA, Australia's own Josh Giddy has been selected by Oklahoma City Thunder with pick number six in the NBA draft. Um, that's that's a huge result, and just shows the talent here in Australia. Yeah, it is. It's very. It's it's a big. Uh, it's a big outcome for Josh. I, I didn't think he'd go that high. Um, I thought he might have been, you know, nine, ten, eleven in in around that mark. But to go six, obviously OKC really like what he brings to the table. Um, and you know, all props to him. I think he's a he's a great kid. Um, he's come through the Australian system and pretty much dominated that. Yeah. And, and the world stage, he's done quite well in all his junior stuff. So. Oh look, I, I'll I'll be an OKC fan now, like everyone else in Australia, for the next little bit. So <laughs> uh, you know, see how he goes. You know, him and the other boys. It's just great to have another Aussie in there, and um, he'll have plenty of guys to lean on over there on the phones and FaceTiming and, and help him get through it because it is a pretty tough transition. Um, but I think he'll be I think he'll be good and looking forward to it. Yeah, very exciting for uh, Aussie basketball fans. And um, speaking of basketball fans, when are we going to see the Southern Vale Homes Bandits back in action, Brad? Yeah, well, I don't think anyone locally will see us for a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you with the crowds, but we're, we're back this week, so that's fantastic. I think it's, um, like all sporting codes locally, it's been a bit of a bit of a drag trying to get through this last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so we're on court this weekend versus Knox um, over in Wodonga, so that... Um, um, you know, that's exciting for us to get back on the court. Obviously, can't have anyone over there this week. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be a bit of a different environment trying to play with, you know, no one in the gym. I, I don't think I've ever done that before. So no, weird. Um, yeah, it will be quite weird. And, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be really difficult for the playing groups. I think just playing um, in front of nobody. I think the Knox last week played. They won by 50 last week against Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't a, a body in uh, that state yeah. park. So um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's going to be a really weird event, but just looking forward to getting back on the court. The guys have, um, yeah, it's been tough. You know, I think like everyone locally, it's been tough, sort of having to wait and, and sort of sit and not know what you can do. So yeah, um, absolutely. To it. Mm. All right, great. Well, uh, it'll be a late night for you tonight because 10 p.m. Uh, the Boomers face Argentina. And that's just going to be a momentous clash in uh, Tokyo. Brad Chalmers, coach of the Southern Vale Homes Bandits. Thanks very much, mate. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Now, we all know right now it's all about... Gold! But this Sunday is the closing ceremony, and then all of the TV networks bring out their big guns. So let's find out what's going on with uh, the great man Steve Moll from tvblackbox.com.au. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dangling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. So, Mulky, what is in store for us once we've had our fill of awesome sport? Withdrawal symptoms, Matt and Lou. Yeah. Um, people, <laughs> yes. people will be gathering in as many as they are able to with COVID regulations and asking somebody to do a Bruce McAvaney impression and everyone just kind of ooing and ahhing. Actually, what people is uh, replaying uh, Ian Thorpe correcting Basil's because that's been great. Oh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'll tell you one, there's had to be a fair amount of correction. Now, after the games, uh, yes. as we said, the, 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 the TV networks, they load up with a few of their big guns. Mm-hmm. So what can we expect straight after the games? Yeah, look, we'll determine how big those guns are. Um, look, nine are leaning straight into the block, on oh, Sunday night. That's pretty big. I'm excited about the block. 17th season. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's massive. The first time they've done a cul-de-sac. 
So they've managed to save enough houses in one, and they haven't the houses that didn't sell and have to deal with all of that construction nightmare. They're billing it as the most angry block yet where there's oh, big good. controversy <laughs> between between the contestants. It's a fans versus favourites. The fact that they've got Ronnie and Georgia back is enough reason for me to say it's going to be outrageous because oh, no, I didn't I like them the first them. time. Oh, yeah. didn't you? No. I love them. Sassy. Yeah. So good. Sassy is a word for uh, the actual word that we can't uh, say. What are 10 doing? Uh, look, 10 are just begging that we'll watch anything they've got. Good. What about um, a 7? <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing 10 are doing is, is launching Paramount Plus next Wednesday, their big new streaming service. Yes. Oh. Um, good luck. If you want to, I mean, they're, they're, if you watch any of Channel 10, they are plastering the ads for what's on the streaming service, including a new Mark Wahlberg film, the new season of Five Bedrooms. Um, some of it looks really great, and some of it's like, uh, I'll wait until it's not there. Well, gotcha. that's um, streaming, though, isn't it, Mulkey? Let's yeah, be honest. True. At Seven, uh, of course, have been plastering us with after the Olympics ads, and it actually starts just before the Olympics ends because they launch their very first season and the 10th season of The Voice Australia oh, on Sunday yeah. night the ahead of the closing turning. ceremony. See, the chair yes. turning's pretty compelling. Yeah, the first part of The Voice is the best part, yeah, right? Where we see, great. in this case, Rita Ora, um, uh, uh, Guy Sebastian, Keith Urban, or Jessica Mowboy smashing on that button to see it turn around. They've sizzled it with lots of great performances already. Now, hang on, Malty. Yes. No Delta. No Goodrum. Delta. No Delta. No, controversially. No, in fact, both. The fact that Delta's gone and Guy has come across from nine to seven. But I reckon Delta's had some health issues, I reckon. Is that you fair reckon? to say? Uh, possibly. Why? Well, I what don't do you know. know I don't know. Well, I read something that, that she'd had a problem with her own voice at some stage. Ooh. So I don't know how true that is or whether that was it gossip was mag content. But anyway. I love the Delta <laughs> yeah, voice. She's been on it forever. It. Yeah, but she's so good on it. No. No, she's not. I like it. <laughs> well, Honestly, harsh. I don't know what Seven are going to do to make it interesting. But after that... that maybe the know, chairs will like explode instead of turning around. <laughs> oh, God. If only. Maybe we could just have one judge left. Yeah. Uh, it's the voice death match. <laughs> yes. We will also get a new Aussie drama on Seven called RFDS, starring Justine Clark and uh, Rob... Um, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, just a whole heap of great Australian actors. Um, it's exactly the Royal Flying Doctor Service. That's what RFDS stands for. Oh, but yeah, it's cool. dramatic. Oh. It's not like it was back in the 80s or whatever it was. The Flying Doctors, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's I it's like brand it. new Aussie drama on Seven, and they have uh, been keen to get this in front of people. They held it over. It was meant to launch last year. All right. All Steve right. Malk, some interesting TV and some of the same stuff that we always know. <laughs> uh, thank you, mate. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Great. Look forward to it. Thank you. Talking footy with Swatter. Don't tell me. Don't bloody tell me. I don't believe it. Yes, and we welcome the great man, Wayne Schwartz. Good morning. Morning, Lulu. Good morning, morning to you. Swatter. Rat man, rat man. A man that used to keep rats as pets. Well, what do you know? They are beautiful pets. They and we'll have plenty of pets. time that we can talk about that at a later date because right now I have a bombshell piece of audio. This is from our very own show, mm-hmm. Lou, from July the 15th at 8.42am. Wayne Schwoss, you said this. Hawthorne are unravelling because of the coaching succession. Clarko won't be there at the end of this year. Happy oh. days, uh, Sam Mitchell. Swatter, based on that incriminating 
incriminating evidence, I contend that you are the puppet master, pulling the strings at the Hawks and or you're the insider who leaked this info to Caroline Wilson, who ran with it for weeks and weeks, got told she was a liar, and it turned out to be true. Wayne Schwoss. You know, when I hear audio like that, I start to question, why have I actually stepped away from the media? Because unlike the majority of people that work in the media, I am factually correct on most occasions. (laughs) I think I need to revisit coming back into the media. Geez, I'm good. How did you get that right? Just, it was July the 15th. You're just that good, Squatter. How did well, you get that right? Well, no. well I, I, I can't... I, I'm bending the truth a little bit because my, my strategy has always been if you throw enough darts, eventually yeah. one's got to land. Fair call. And that's... And that's the one that I got right. Yeah, this year. so that's how that yeah. happened then. Yeah, now, geez, uh, hasn't that hasn't none of, that unraveled quickly? For oh my Woo. god! And Caroline Holy Wilson, man. seriously, she was mm-hmm. absolutely smashed in in by yeah. all and sundry, and she yeah, had know, it spot on. You know the you know the unwritten language and law of the of AFL: lie, 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 and continue to lie until you can't lie anymore. And uh, this is what we do as an industry. So until the blood tests come back. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yes, absolutely right, Lulu. Um, but no, it uh, hasn't been the best couple of weeks for Hawthorne, but uh, what a performance on the weekend. Well, they, they knocked over your Lions, Lou, oh, 92 to 80. Classic. Look at the, you can, I wish you could see the glee on his face, Swatter. It's brilliant. just yeah, disgusting. He, and and this, this is where this pathetic human being has ended up. He takes joy in other people's misery because <laughs> his does. club has not produced him any joy since 2017. <laughs> Sadly, hey, on a serious note, and I don't, yes. I don't often like to be too serious with uh, with your show, but I was thinking about this yesterday. The absurdity of this season, I think, never in the history of our game has it ever been more appropriate that if you're the team that just has the better day on the day, then yep. you're a chance of winning. This is an example of that. You can be a good team throughout the course of the year, but look at what happened to St Kilda on the weekend against the Blues. Yep. yep. If you're if you're slightly off in the unpredictable nature of you know getting games moved, moving out of Queensland, coming back to Melbourne, all that sort of stuff, it's just an extraordinary time. So well done to Hawthorne, good win. But um, it's not going to stop me putting another call through to Travis Old this week and saying I need another 5,000 tickets, please. You are the puppet master. Now, uh, the Sydney Swans, they were third last last season, which gives me hope for next season for the Adelaide Crows. But they are threatening right now. They are definitely one of the form teams. Your former club, Swatter. At, at, at some point, you know, your condescending nature is not going to work on me, Matthew. I've been a believer all year. Uh, and, and, and you know what? Yes. It would give your club hope if you had a good coach, if you had a good football manager, if you had a good chairman. I'm sure you've got nice people in those roles at the moment. If you had good recruiting, if you had good we'll culture, they're all, they're all the foundations that Sydney have got, which is a result as to why they're going to play finals again this year. You know, maybe the Sydney Swans is a blueprint for what the Adelaide Crap Crows have to do moving forward. But anyway, we'll just leave it there. Come they on. only lost by 50 points on the weekend. Oh, right? shut up, Luke. Well, you know what, Luke? You know what? They're morphing into the territory that that's an honourable loss now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I want to throw another bomb at Swatter, Lou. I Please contend, do. I contend, Wayne Schwoss, that the moment... The finals hit. If the Sydney Swans are in and around the top four, you will be jumping off the Brisbane Lions and jumping back onto the Sydney Swan trains. Uh, uh, another reason away. why. Another reason. You know, you, you, that's quite an in, inflammatory sort of statement. And I'll tell you why, Matthew. Yes. Unlike the majority of people that work in the AFL media, for 17 years I was impartial and not biased. Yes. And I continue that today. I am stuck 
with the Brisbane Lions, and I am stuck and bolted on to like the Like a barnacle, lines. Matt. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm like one of those sucker fish that sit <laughs> on the belly of a big shark, and I know where I'm going to get a free feed, and I'm, I'm latched onto those two babies. Oh, Spotter, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you later in the week. I'm just going to leave this with you. Anyone that keeps rats as pets oh, is uh, someone that you need to really think carefully about whether that's a family member or a friend you want to keep in your life. Have a good week. Goodbye. The Lou and Matt Podcast. Oh, I got this. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. That's it for today's Lou and Matt Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll have another one for you on Friday. And don't forget, we're back on The Borders 105.7 Triple M tomorrow from 6.